The all-new Manhattan Show got me a guest on the show today, a good doctor that's going to tell us about some great things that's happening this weekend, uh, dealing with sickle cell. She can give us all the details about that. Dr. Tamia Austin is in the building from the As One Foundation, the executive director. <laughs> She's in the building. And before we talk about what you got going on this weekend, let's first talk about sickle cell, what it is. I want to believe that black people have it or get it more than others and what we can do about it because you know I know that you're a part of this because one of the twins Mm -hmm. uh, passed away from sickle cell and was probably unaware Mm -hmm. that he was born with the trait Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. probably found out in college Mm -hmm. you know playing ball somebody did their homework a little bit just a little (laughs) bit just a little bit I try to be a little knowledgeable not a lot though you got to fill in all the gaps I I left out I got you thank you first thank you so much for this opportunity uh yes sickle cell disease sickle cell trait number one are two different things and you would not believe how many people don't realize well I'm glad you said that yeah okay so what is the difference let's start there so sickle cell disease or people refer to as full-blown disease is where you get a copy of the abnormal sickle gene Mm. from each parent. So you get two copies. You're born with two copies. Sickle cell trait, you get one copy from one parent. And usually sickle cell trait shows up with less or no complications. Most people don't realize you can have complications with sickle cell trait, but largely with sickle cell disease, uh, our warriors, as we call them, can suffer strokes, Uh, bone pain crisis is the main uh, symptom that gets the most attention that causes them to be hospitalized. So you don't, you may not know you have it until something happens. Unfortunately, I I heard a medical doctor uh, quote, 97% of Mm. sickle cell disease births are born to two sickle cell trait parents that had no idea they had sickle cell trait. Okay. So, Look, I'm going to stay here for a minute, sure, you guys, sure. so deal with this. Uh, so do we need to check for it when our children are born and specifically go to the doctor or whomever and say, hey, I would like to make sure my child is because I just had a child. and I, I'm, So your child was likely newborn screened. So since 1995, newborn screenings have been mandated nationwide. State to state, they differ in okay. how the information is I'm in Texas. Do I need to double check this? Because you got me concerned. Double check. Okay. Double check. There's double no check harm you. in double checking. Yes, ma'am. But you need to also double check yourself. Double okay. check yourself. Because, like I said, the mandate for newborn screening was not until 1995. I'm just going to take a guess that you are born before 95. So you yeah, might not have years. been just tested. A few, just a few years. <laughs> you might not have been tested. And that's what leads to that 97% of people not knowing what their trait status is. You know, it's this is a little nice bowl of statistics um, statistically, all children of people with sickle cell disease will at least be born with sickle cell trait. Yes. But in order for there to be a sickle cell disease birth, in most instances, both parents have sickle cell trait. Sometimes one parent has trait, one parent has disease, but it's a combination of two, each parent having something um, along the lines of the abnormal gene. Um that's why the conversation kind of gets mixed, and it should be, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. you you don't get sickle cell disease without sickle cell trait, and certainly every offspring of people with sickle cell disease will be sickle cell trait. 
What makes the distinction, the distinction is that in most cases, sickle cell trait, you know, does not have complications. It doesn't appear to have complications. But sickle cell disease, in most cases, there's plenty, including hospitalizations. And, I mean, the, the warriors are outliving the, the life and that expectancy. Was, that was going to be my next yeah. question. Can you live with the disease? You can live with the disease. And how would it be treated? So there are uh, lots of therapies that exist now. I don't know if you're aware there's a big announcement this past December about two new curative therapies. Um, we're, uh, there are things that can control sickling. There's things that can control pain. There's things that can um, increase the fetal hemoglobin, which prevents the sickling. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of therapies available for sickle cell disease. There there, per- can, I, can I like drink water or eat a particular way and keep the disease at bay? Okay. First thing I'm going to say. Okay. I am not a clinician. All I right. am a PhD. Excuse so me, doc. please, please <laughs> check everything with your physician. Keeping it at bay. Yes. There's nutrition. There's rest. There's right. keeping your stress low. There's right. even physical activity, you know, working out, yoga. Those things are, are said over and over again as good uh, ways to manage your sickle cell disease. Yes, ma'am. There are also therapies, uh, things that you can mix with water. Um, you know, no nobody's endorsing me right here today, so I'm, I'm not going to call any names per se. I will say that the the As One Foundation's Darling Dash is sponsored by Vertex Pharmaceuticals, along with Fulcrum, along with Pfizer, along with, um, oh, my God, one more. I'm missing. That's mm, why I brought mm, my mm, notes. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> oh, Fulcrum. Beam. Beam. Um, therapeutics. Beam Therapeutics. Mm-hmm. Um But, and those companies, along with several others, they do have therapies um, curative therapies, uh, treatments that are available for our sickle cell disease warriors. Just see your hematologist and discuss what your symptoms are. And and there's, there's a number of clinical trials out as well um, because a lot of people don't realize that there is a rare cancer that's associated with trait, only trait. Mm. Um, and there is a, a um, an MD Anderson, there is a clinical trial. The cancer is called renal medullary carcinoma, RMC for short. Um, it is often diagnosed in stage three or four, so it's a fatal but rare kidney cancer. Uh, but if it's diagnosed early, because trait warriors are getting their kidneys examined annually, then it can uh, be treated and, okay. and, and not be an issue. But um, I, I refer to sickle cell as a thousand-leg table. You know, there we need support. We need funding. We need Universal education. We need celebrity with platform. We need endorsements. We need the NFL to turn maroon like they turned pink mm. in October. Uh, sickle cell trait affects about 4 million people. I honestly think more here in the United States. 300 million people worldwide. It is the most common blood or genetic disorder. Yes, black people or people of African descent are overrepresented, but sickle cell can affect people of Asian, Indian, Latin, Italian, Irish, Greek, or Turkish descent. Okay. So that blonde hair, blue eyed thing does not. They ain't exempt. No, it does not exempt. Okay. It is a blood condition. It is not a skin color condition. So right. playing that principle of exclusion because of your skin color 
That's not. It ain't going to work No, here. that doesn't work. Dr. Tamia Austin is with us today from the As One Foundation, the executive director. This weekend, you guys are doing some stuff as it is associated. We're getting the word out about sickle cell. That is what? That is called the Darling Dash 10K, 5K, 1K. It is called the Darling Dash. Yes, we're in February and you know, a few weeks removed from um, Valentine's Day, but Devon and De- uh, Devar Darling, mm-hmm. identical twins, born in Nassau, Bahamas. They were not tested at birth. Uh, their parents, uh, they moved to Houston down in Fort Bend when they were toddlers, uh, educated over in Fort Bend ISD schools, and were nationally recruited to play football. They chose to go to Florida State. Played as true freshmen under Bobby Bowden. Won every game that year except that championship game, the Rose Bowl. It happens. (laughs) It happens. So just go with me. You know, January, they lose the Rose Bowl. February, they come back around this time of year for off-season workouts, those conditioning workouts to see where you are. And these young men had won every game except for that national championship. Mm -hmm. So they came back. Yeah, they knew they had sickle cell trait. But they had been educated that sickle cell trait was nothing to worry about, that they mm. live a normal life, and they just needed to avoid that 25% chance of birthing a child with disease by not procreating with somebody else that has sickle cell trait. Mm. And they were sent on their way. So they're playing, they're working out, whatever. So off-season workouts come February 26, 2001. Conditioning workouts, prolonged gassers. Um, in basketball, they call them suicides. Mm-hmm. You know, going 40 straight minutes without a break. They had been coached that day. Your body is amazing. You'll pass out before you die. And if you pass out, we got people that'll take care of you. Yep. They had completed 62 of 63 drills that day. One man fails, the whole team fails. Team don't want to fail. Team don't want to start over. Devon passed out. Not once. Not twice. He passed out three times after being carried through the drills. You know how gotcha. one man on mm-hmm. one side, one man. And um, that's the day he died. Oh, His death goodness. certificate says wow. exhaustion and dehydration complicated by sickle cell trait. And that's because sickle cell trait does not have a cause of death code in our medical system. So hmm. uh, at, at that time... You could not attribute a death to sickle cell trait, but it could be listed as a complication. And unfortunately, there have been too many deaths similar since. Mm-hmm. But uh, DeVard, the living twin, would not be allowed to play any more football at Florida State. So he left and went to Washington State, played there for two years. From there, he was drafted to the Baltimore Ravens. And upon uh, I told you about them being born in the Bahamas. The parents, the doctors, didn't know twins were coming the day they were born. Right. Throughout the pregnancy, they had been hearing two hearts beating as one. So upon losing his brother, upon making it to the NFL, he established the As One Foundation in memory of his brother. And I joined the foundation later in 2010. He, he established the foundation in 2007. I joined the foundation in 2010. And we started focusing on the sickle cell because he had the NFL platform and that was a unique thing for us. Um, People aren't talking about it nearly enough as needed. And we're trying to save lives. And what what we came up with were examining uh, in answer to the three main risk factors, elevation, exertion, and dehydration. 
Florida State and a lot of big programs are notorious for kicking water out of practice, associating with water, water with weakness. Mm. Um, it's fourth quarter against Miami. Are you going to get water or are you going to go hard? And what are these young athletes? They're going to go hard. They go hard. Yeah. Well, going hard in some instances means ignoring your body. You know how they say when you're thirsty, that means you're already dehydrated? Mm. So we're given clues. You know, sometimes we start blinking because that, that, those eyes need, you know, moisture. Mm. Um, going hard sometimes is about ignoring your body. With sickle cell, you can't do that. With sickle cell trait, you cannot do that. And Devon chose, based on the situation that he was put in, to keep pushing beyond his body. And a lot of young athletes end up doing that. Yeah. Well, so to combat those risk factors, exertion, elevation, and dehydration, the As One Foundation teaches protective factors. So one is to go from rest to exertion gradually. Work up to it. Mm-hmm. Don't go into the gym and just hit the treadmill on 15 miles. It. Yeah, you, you got to warm up. Um, hydration. And hydration is twofold for us. You're drinking before, during, and after physical activity, but you're also consuming at least half your body weight in ounces of water per day in order to eliminate or prevent dehydration. Most women are dehydrated on Mm. a daily basis. To avoid dehydration, you got to consume half your body weight in ounces of water per day. So when I present this, I always ask, give me, let me see, see a show of hands. How many people are hydrated this morning? Because you consumed half your body weight in ounces of water yesterday. Matt Hatter's not raising his hands. No, you see, I, got, I, I drink water all okay, day long. Okay. I'm, I'm really big okay. into the water. Okay, so, so Matt I probably is, got two like okay. half full over there because I right, opened another right. one to start sipping So away. you're you're hydrated. I like to think so. I'm okay. monitored by, well, I monitor. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, th- you are a best case, uh, you know, what are, what are they It's called? not great, though. You yeah. got days where you get busy and you fall off. This is something can't. that you have to you have to do it every day. And imagine you, know. you have a, a blood disorder that needs that good Right, and you have Hydration to fuel it up of, with the water. Right, yeah, right. no doubt. So that's the that's the second protective factor, and the third protective factor is recovery breaks. You, you know, young people need, especially athletes, need to take a knee. They they have to put the hands on the hips. You know, the cobra pose. You know, walk mm. whatever. But when you're thinking about a conditioning workout, they go thirty minutes here, twenty minutes there, no breaks, and. And to to sum that up in something easy to remember, we call that warm up, drink up, rest up. I dig it. We teach that to young people, but us seasoned people can pray, you know, practice. They probably that need too. it too. Yeah, yeah, warm up, drink up, rest up, and warm up, drink up, rest up could have saved Devon's life, and that's what we're trying to do. We're we're trying to make it so that people are aware and they know. And it's it's something that even if you are a coach and you're trying to teach you know, that physical whatever that, you know, coaches want athletes to get. Warm-up, drink-up, rest-up is not a threat because everybody can warm-up, drink-up, rest-up. Everybody can, regardless of starter or non-starter, regardless of your ethnicity, male, female, warm-up, drink-up, rest-up, you know, that that's easy. Mm. Sickle cell or not, even. Yes, ma'am. So that that's what we teach, and so – the Darling Dash is the annual celebration. Like I said, Devon died on February 26, 2001. So we try to have the race on the closest Sunday, which is usually the last Sunday of February, barring we're not 
buttoned up against rodeo. <laughs> rodeo run is Saturday, so you can still come to the Darling Dash on Sunday and still make it to church because uh, we we start the 10K at 8, the 5K at 8.30, the 1K at 9.30, and we're done by 10.30. Now, where do they go to get all the information? How can they sign up and if there's an admission or fee? It is as one foundation dot org slash darling dash 2024. Okay. And you can go there to register. You can register to volunteer. You can donate. Um, you can even sponsor. Uh, we still got two days. We have a kid zone. We have a VIP tent where people like Mad Hatter can come and sign autographs for mm. our participants. Uh, a lot of DeVar's former teammates will come out and sign autographs. Um, we, you know, we have the mascot just, and then it's a health fair too. We have a lot of the sickle cell organizations out there representing, yes, yes, giving information and, um, word on the street is we, uh, and we also give away, you know, food and refreshments. So, yeah. So give them the website one more time. I want to make sure they got that nice and clear. It is www.asonefoundation.org forward slash Darling Dash 2024. And the festivities get underway at what time again? 7 a.m. We open race day uh, packet pickup, or you can register uh, between 7 a.m. and 7.45 a.m. The 10K starts on time. No CP time. On time. They don't even acknowledge that. They're going to be there (laughs) on time, ready to go. 8 a.m. for the 10K, 8.30 for the 5K. Uh, 1K begins at 9.00. Nine, and we will allow anyone, whatever race you're running, to cross the the start line as late as 9 a.m. Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Tamia Austin from the Ads One Foundation Executive Director, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your patience this afternoon as well. Sure, sure. We appreciate you being here, and good luck on this weekend's event, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. It's Magic 102.1. And I forgot. 